Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm going to be talking about five players who are shooting up my rest of season rankings. So these are players who have drastically outperformed their ADP so far in the season. And so I'm going to talk about where they were drafted, where I had them ranked going into the season, then break down their production, you know, talk about whether or not it's sustainable throughout the rest of the season, and then how I value them moving forward. So while you guys are watching this, if you're enjoying the content, please just hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. It could be any fantasy football question. I will make sure to respond to every single comment, but let's get right into the video. And the first player I'm going to talk about is DeAndre Swift. He was my running back 17 going into the season. And I had him as a late third round pick. He was being drafted overall as a mid fourth round pick. That's really not because I had him ranked higher than consensus. It's more so just that in my rankings, I go very running back heavy. So I was pretty, you know, in line with the rest of the fantasy football community when it came to DeAndre Swift. And, you know, he was more of a third round pick throughout the offseason. Then right up until the season, his ADP fell. He was dealing with his groin injury. You know, he wasn't even guaranteed to be playing week one. There was, you know, the potential that this was going to be a full-on committee in Detroit. So I think that kind of spooked a lot of people and his ADP did fall. But so far this season, he has just been balling out. He is the running back three in points per game, averaging 20 PPR points per game. And that's just crazy production. And moving forward, I think there are only like six running backs that I would firmly take ahead of DeAndre Swift in PPR formats. That would be Christian McCaffrey if he's healthy, you know, but I think he'll be back in a few weeks. So Christian McCaffrey, Delvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, and Austin Eckler. I really can't say firmly that I would take any other running back ahead of DeAndre Swift at this point. You know, he only has a 64.8% snap share, which isn't workhorse caliber. That's like 12th in the NFL, but it's fine. You know, it's not perfect, but it's still pretty solid. But I actually think that number is going to continue to improve moving forward. The Lions head coach came out and said that we're going to be seeing a lot more of DeAndre Swift and that he's earned some more first down looks. That's exactly what you want to see. If he can kind of keep eating into Jamal Williams' workload, that would be perfect. But the thing that's really been carrying DeAndre Swift this season is his receiving work. He has been great in the receiving game. 23 targets, that's number two in the NFL at the running back position, and then 19 receptions, that's also second in the NFL. And he's only behind Najee in those two categories. And it's really just because that week three game where Najee Harris had like 19 targets and 14 receptions. So that really just pushed Najee to number one. But I think in terms of season-long production, with McCaffrey missing a few games, it is very possible that DeAndre Swift leads the running back position in targets. He's also number one in receiving yards with 166. So I love DeAndre Swift moving forward. And like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be valuing him as a mid-tier running back one for the rest of the year. The next player I'm going to be talking about is Cooper Cup. He was my wide receiver 15 going into the season, a late third round pick. That's pretty much consensus. In most drafts, he was like a late third, early fourth round selection. And he is actually the number one fantasy point scorer so far this season, averaging 30.4 PPR points per game. His chemistry with Matthew Stafford has been great. You know, going into the season, I think a lot of people had high hopes for both Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. You know, they've both proven that they can be solid, solid fantasy wide receivers, even with them both being very involved. And that was with Jared Goff, a quarterback. So now you have a new, you know, pretty top tier quarterback in Matthew Stafford coming in. 
I think a lot of people expected Cup and Woods to thrive, but really, I don't know if anyone expected this. Robert Woods has basically been phased out. He's pretty much been a non-factor. You know, he's still getting some targets, but it's not even comparable to Cooper Cup. Cup has taken over as the clear alpha in this offense. I mean, as you can see by his 30.4 points per game to start off the season, he's been targeted 33 times, which is second in the NFL. He has a 35.5% target share, which is insane. He's leading the NFL with 25 receptions, leading the NFL with 367 receiving yards, and leading the NFL with five receiving touchdowns. And I really think he should be valued as a top five wide receiver moving forward. Obviously, he's not going to average 30 points per game for the rest of the season. That's definitely unsustainable, but I still think he should be a top five guy, maybe even top three in all honesty. I think he's right there with guys like Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Stephon Diggs. So if you did draft Cooper Cup, you know, late third, early fourth round pick, I bet you're feeling fantastic. I have him in a few spots, and he's definitely just been carrying those teams the first few weeks of the season. And the third player who's shooting up my rankings is another wide receiver, and it is Mike Williams. I was way off on Mike Williams going into the season. I will totally admit that. I was not buying into the hype. You know, it seems like every year everyone was hyping up Mike Williams. You know, this is going to be the year, and I just wasn't buying it. You know, like, why is this year any different from last year? I had him as like a mid 40 wide receiver. He was being drafted as like a mid to late seventh round pick, but that was underdog fantasy football. And that ADP is pretty sharp. He was honestly probably going a few rounds later on some other platforms. So just a massive, massive steal if you drafted Mike Williams. And in the off season, we had heard the Chargers offensive coordinator come out and say that Mike Williams was going to be used like Michael Thomas. But honestly, I did not buy into that at all. I just thought it was coach speak. You know, the offensive coordinator isn't going to come out and say, oh yeah, we're going to use Mike Williams as a deep threat who gets like four or five targets a game and is just a red zone guy. Like he's not going to say that. He's going to want to hype up his player, but that was not coach speak. He 100% meant it. Mike Williams has been the wide receiver two through three weeks, averaging 25.8 PPR points per game. And his role has just drastically changed from 2020 to 2021. He went from averaging 5.7 targets per game in 2020 with an average target distance of 14.8 to now in 2021, 10.3 targets per game with an average target distance of 8.3. So he used to be that deep threat, you know, getting five, six targets a game. Now he's just been a volume machine. Him and Keenan just have a massive target share of this passing offense. And he's also once again shown that he is a red zone threat. He has eight red zone targets, which is number two in the NFL, and that has helped him rack up four receiving touchdowns. That's number two in the NFL. So honestly, moving forward, I think he is a top 10 wide receiver and should be treated like that. He really has given us nothing to, you know, not think that this is not sustainable. You know, obviously he's not going to be averaging 26 points per game for the future. He may have some games where he doesn't get into the end zone, but if that volume stays consistent moving forward, Mike Williams truly could be the best overall pick in drafts this year. The next player I'm going to talk about is going to be Brandon Cooks. And I was actually pretty high on Brandon Cooks going into this season. He was my wide receiver 32. I valued him as like a late sixth round pick. He was being drafted more in like the late eighth round range. So I was feeling pretty solid with Brandon Cooks. I definitely didn't think he would be this great to start off the season. There were a lot of concerns with Brandon Cooks 
coming from the QB situation. You know, not a lot of people were going to be buying into Tyrod Taylor in this overall offense, and that's a totally viable concern. The thing is, when you're looking at like sixth, seventh, eighth round wide receivers, none of these guys are without their flaws. And so personally, I was confident in Cook's talent. The man puts up a thousand yard receiving seasons like it's nothing. And I still thought that he was going to have a great target share. You know, he may not have that touchdown upside because the offense is poor, but he can still be getting the ball eight, nine, 10 times a game with his target share. And so far, that is how it's gone. He is the wide receiver five in points per game, averaging 20.6 PPR points per game. And he is producing through volume and opportunity, not touchdowns, which I think is something that can give him sustainability going forward. He only has one touchdown. You know, I don't think that's something that's going to drastically improve because like I mentioned, this is a bad offense. They're not going to be scoring a ton, but that volume is really what has been carrying him. He has a 37.6% target share. That's number one in the NFL, 45.7% target rate. So in the routes he's running, he's being targeted 45.7% of the time. That is also absurd. That's number one in the NFL, 56.2% of the air yard share also number one in the NFL, averaging 10.7 targets a game. That is number four. So I think Cook should be valued as a top 20 wide receiver moving forward. His production is going to take a dip going from Tyrod Taylor to Davis Mills. I know he had a really nice week three performance, but in that game, he had 67% of Mills passing yards on Thursday night football. That is not something that's going to be sustainable throughout the season, but I still think Brandon Cooks is going to be a very, very solid wide receiver two moving forward. And I'm very happy that I have him on a few of my teams. Then the last player I'm going to talk about is going to be Rob Gronkowski. And I was pretty even with consensus here on Gronk coming into the season, had him as like a mid to high end tight end two. You know, there are not a lot of people who had Gronk inside their top 12 tight ends. I definitely did not. And so he was being drafted as like a late 12th round pick. And so far to start off the season, he's definitely competing with Mike Williams to be one of the best picks in drafts this year. And I've kind of identified a few factors that are contributing to his fast start in 2021. The first one is just that he is in better football shape. After the 2018 season, Gronk retired. His body just could not handle the pain anymore. He had a ton of injuries after that season. It sounded brutal. So the whole 2019 season, he's retired. You know, he's taken time away from football. Then Brady goes to the Bucks, recruits Gronk, and he's back. And you know, you can't just step onto the field after a year of not playing and just gel in right away. And he didn't. He definitely had his struggles, kind of a slow start, but he eventually started to pick it up and he definitely had some great performances towards the end of the year. So having a full year of playing, you know, behind you going into 2021, definitely probably made him feel a lot better this season. And the second factor is just that the Bucks totally abandoned their tight end committee they had going last season. The first few weeks of the season, you saw OJ Howard, you saw Cam Brate, and obviously Gronk, all three of those guys were very involved. And then when OJ Howard went down with his Achilles injury, it was still a pretty solid committee between Gronk and Cam Brate. Not this year. Gronk is the clear, clear, clear number one tight end on this team. He saw an 88% snap share in week one, then an 81% snap share in week two. The snap share dipped in week three to 62%, but that was because he got injured during the game, had to go to the locker room. So obviously he missed some snaps there, but his usage has been fantastic to start off the season. And that has led to him being the tight end two in points per game so far, 19.5 PPR points per game. And I'm just going to run through all these stats that have kind of contributed to this. 
So he's number four in targets at the tight end position. All of this is for tight ends. So number four in targets, number two in air yards, number two in average depth of target, number two in deep targets, number two in red zone targets, number one in total touchdowns, and number two in target quality rating. So basically he's involved in all the big time plays. He's getting those deep targets, getting those red zone looks, and he's also getting the volume overall with those targets. So just a lot of really positive signs from Rob Gronkowski. And I think he should be valued as a top five tight end moving forward. You know, I'd be taking Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, and probably TJ Hawkinson over him. And then you have kind of Gronk, Mark Andrews, both sitting there at tight end five and tight end six. I really think that's where he's going to be for the rest of the season, as long as he can stay healthy. I mean, if you were drafting him like 12th round, you're just looking so pretty because you probably already drafted a solid tight end ahead of him, or you were kind of just taking a late round flyer, were able to maximize your value at other positions. And then you kind of just walk into Gronk, who's turned into like a really nice option at the position. So those are really the five players who are shooting up my rankings so far this season. If you guys enjoyed this video, please just hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. If you wanna see another video similar to this, tomorrow I'm gonna to be posting five players falling in my rankings. So players who have drastically underperformed their ADP. So go look out for that. But that's all I have for today. Thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you next time.